Hello, hello, good morning. And thank you for joining me for breakfast and a book. Good morning, Linda. How are you this morning? It is uh, indeed Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. So the idea came to me the other day about starting this quote-unquote book club where we can read together a book or go through a book each week and learn, grow, share. And um, this book, Think and Grow Rich for Women, um, came up, I had the old version by Napoleon Hill, um, and I heard about the book for women, and I, I got a copy of it, and hey, you can get your book from the library, because that's where I got this one, but at the end of the week, I want to give away buy this book for one of the queens in the group. And all you have to do is comment, um, engage, and I'll be drawing a name. And every single week, whichever book it is that we're going through, I'll be giving it away or buying one for a special queen. Because listen, we, all the knowledge that we need is out there. People have written so many things that can help us to transform our lives and turn pain into purpose. And that is what I am about. Helping queens turn pain into purpose. So if you don't know me, I am Dr. Sakiria Sunshine. Okay. <laughs> and I love life. I love loving. I love having peace. I love being grateful. And I'm thankful for all of you who are joining me. And as I go through the book, now I'm not going to go page for page, but what I will do is to highlight some important points. And what I'll do, if you do have an interest in joining me on Zoom, I'll start that tomorrow. Then feel free to message me and I'll give you the Zoom link right so that we can have a discussion as we progress and yes my commitment is to do this every single day at 7 a.m eastern i know that it might be different time zones so i have my sis good morning paula coming in um, and it might be evening where you are so wherever you're from um, if you can join in on zoom i'll start that tomorrow then feel free to join in now Let's go straight into it. No, bread it's breakfast and a book, right? What are you having for breakfast? Or what did you have for breakfast? Because for some of you, it's dinner. <laughs> but what did you have for breakfast this morning? Now, for me, I'm going to have some tea when I'm finished. And I'm on this like intermittent fasting thing, so I don't eat after three. So my aunt cooked some nice quinoa and some nice Sunday dinner, and I'm gonna have that for breakfast. <laughs> so that's what I'm eating. All right, so let me know in the comment, whether you're on the replay or live, what are you having for breakfast? Or what did you have for breakfast if you had breakfast already? And let's get right into chapter one, burning desire burning desire it's the starting point of all achievements you must have burning desire Esther Lauder is quoted here to say I was a woman with a mission 
and single-minded in the pursuit of my dream. Do you know your burning desire? You may be asking, do I have a burning desire? Different than a simple want for something, a burning desire may feel like a need to do something or accomplish something. It starts out as an idea or realization and grows to become a driving force behind every single action. It is guided by your personal values and infiltrates your decision-making processes. In your dreams, expectations of yourself and your life, as well as your passions, you will most likely find your burning desire. I see Linda is having coffee, egg, and toast. And Zuri, it's dinner time for you. Nice. All right. So the next question is, do you know your burning desire? Do you have a burning desire? Let me know. You may instantly be reminded of a goal you have for a while. It could be a personal, business, financial, physical, or spiritual goal. If you have yet to achieve the goal, ask yourself why. It is possible that this goal has not been backed with the burning desire you needed to reach it successfully. Now, turn the tables. Think of a time when someone has described you with one of the following terms. Passionate, driven, purposeful, focused, committed, determined, motivated, single-minded, compelled, dodgely in pursuit, devoted, consumed with obsession, pledged, steadfast, unswerving, staunch, dedicated, headstrong. Have you ever heard any of those terms? Like, have anybody ever described you with any of those terms? Well, more than likely, you were in pursuit of something for which you had a true burning desire. When you combine a definite goal with a burning desire to achieve that goal, it will provide you with the necessary fuel, motivation, drive, stamina to create and execute a plan that will allow you to realize that goal successfully. A lot of us, including myself, if you look at your profession, right? And there are certain things even that you do in the community. This, for me, I know like I am, I want to impact the life of at least 10,000 queen as I pass through this life. And not just any impact, but really meaningful impact on the life of other women. And when I'm doing it, I feel like a fire lit up in my bone when I'm helping somebody to achieve their goal or I'm helping somebody to know that they're special, that, that they have what it takes inside of them to accomplish anything that they want. It really burns and like, I'm excited to do that. And I'm sure if you look back at your life, 
if you look back at something, it might be something simple. But every time you put your hand to it, you feel different. You feel like a superwoman. You feel on fire. You feel purposeful. Hint, hint. That might be the thing or one of the things that really you have a burning desire for and that will give you a sense of purpose as you carry that out. No, don't think it's your job. Because <laughs> some of us, we go into certain professions because of others and it's not that thing. It's not, it, it's, it's not our work right so just as we go through this book and as we go through other books it's not about just reading hey if we read 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 and don't apply it and don't take away one thing that we can really help us to have a, a sense of purpose then it wouldn't be worth it so have that's that's for consideration all right it says when you combine a definite goal with a burning desire to achieve that goal, it will provide you with the necessary fuel, motivation, drive, stamina, I read this already, to create and execute a plan that will allow you to realize that goal successfully. In Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill focused on burning desire as it relates to financial wealth when he wrote, every human being who reaches the age of understanding of the purpose of money wishes for it wishing will not bring riches but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession than planning then planning definite ways and means to acquire riches and backing those plans with persistence which does not recognize failure will bring riches now there's something after going through this book powerful because i know a lot of us have different mindsets when it comes on to money but i've applied the principle in this book to my spiritual life to my financial life to my relationships because you see when somebody gives you a formula if it's a good formula, it can work in any single area of your life. And a lot of us have some mind blocks and, and negative beliefs and limiting beliefs when it comes to money. But understand this, a key fundamental thing in life is that the most valuable things cannot be bought. <laughs> They're free and we already have them. And that's the mind that's our our ability to love that's those high vibration feelings like peace joy i mean happiness a sense of gratitude you cannot buy those but you need money in order to buy other things in life right so don't come at this especially as we go through the book from a space of oh it's all about money no Guess what? When you really understand and go about things using those free things, free, it doesn't cost money, and that's love. If you approach life from a place of love, peace, joy, gratitude, 
the other things will come. The, all of us have these things and have access to them that we don't have to pay a dime for. And that's the foundation of every single thing that I do. So we're coming from it from that place that, hey, once I, I have or start to go on a journey because some of us need that journey in order to have that state and to have the basic foundation on which wealth will grow, then you realize that your relationship with money is not, good morning, Bridget, is not gonna be, you know, those limiting beliefs that you have that they will go away, all right? So he provided six steps to take that are both definite and practical to turn your burning desire for wealth into financial reality summarized for you as follows now i've not just used this for wealth i've used it for my spiritual physical like i have my mantra that i write down and that i repeat i have it recorded on my phone i listen to it in the morning in the evening but these six steps are critical and crucial step number one be definite about the exact amount of money you want let's pause there be definite so think and grow rich so the main focus is how much is it that you want but as i've said i've applied it to my spiritual life i've applied it to my physical life but let's look at the money first because hey it's financial literacy month is april and a lot of individuals a lot of us as queens ha have gone through really hard financial times with covid 19 or are going through but this time hey we can use the opportunity to come out of this challenging time in one of two ways. We can be victors or we can be complainers. We can rise or we can fall under the pressure. And I want us as queens to rise because it's, a, it's an ideal time to see opportunities instead of challenges. So let's look at it. How much? Be definite about the exact amount. The exact amount, Stacy. Hi, so I see Stacy a lot of money. What does that mean to you? Don't you don't have to tell me in the in the comment, but I want for you to put down an exact amount. Right? Is it ten thousand? Is it hi, Stacy? Is it a million? Is it? And guess what? We'll read on. Don't limit yourself to the amount that you would have had in the past because sometimes we cannot see um, above the amount of money that we would have had in the past. Like we have a ceiling. No. You see, I believe that the only limitation that we have is our imagination. <laughs> I see billion, but how much billion? One, two, definite. So put down, if you have a piece of paper right now, even on your phone, you know, text it to yourself, ask yourself, what is the definite amount of money that I want to have? Be definite. All right, then step two, so exact. Put a figure to it. 
put a figure to it. Now, you know, again, you don't have to tell me, but write it down. Think about it right now, because if we do this one exercise, I am going to tell you that it will make a difference. Why? Because I've been there. Okay? I've been there. And when I took up this book and when I got this book, it started a transformation process. Because yes, I would set goals in terms of financial goals, but sometimes it was, I just want to be able to pay this credit card at the end of the month. I just want to be able to pay my bills mortgage whatever at the end of the month i just but that was from a place of survival and guess what even when i made six figures i was still surviving because my mindset was i just want to pay the bills and eat because it seems it seems like hey anything else was just not gonna be possible until i changed my mindset and I wrote down on the piece of paper exactly how much I want. Now, not based on how much I think I can achieve because that's limiting, right? Not based on how much that I've worked in the past because yes, I've worked six, but my figure is seven figures this time, right? So write down exactly how much it is that you want. Right now, just take a few minutes to think about it write it down all right let's go to number two commit to what you are willing to do in exchange for the money you desire there is no such reality as something for nothing <laughs> listen so let's use for example i have a specific time frame that i want to accomplish or at least earn a million dollars all right earn notice I didn't say make because the only place you make money is like you know the government they are the only ones who make money everybody else all of us we have to earn it <laughs> we can print it <laughs> unless you work with them let me know now if you if you work in, in the treasury let me know all of us have to earn it so what are you willing to give in exchange for the money that you want? Because we have to show up and serve others. We have to show up and give and pour into others, right? Now, you have to determine what you're willing to give in exchange. Now, for me personally, I'm not willing to give any and everything. Come on now. And that is why... I took a certain stance at my previous workplace because I was not willing to give up my integrity to get a dime. I was not willing to step on others to get a dime. That's, those are some things that I had to determine that no matter how bad others are in the workplace towards me, I am not willing to step on them or step on anybody in order to go to my next level Th th those are just principles that you have to lay out for yourself to see what are you willing to give because a lot of people are going around and they're making millions and if you want to do anything then guess what we could we could do drugs we could we could do anything but we're not willing to do that right you can't be willing to do every and anything 
set aside set the principles on which you want to be able to earn this money right and let it be from a place where you really have values because easy come easy go so if you're like okay I'm gonna play the lottery to get it. <laughs> Some people like that, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna try to get it by a ticket. Easy come, easy go. Research has actually shown it that when you take somebody and you just give them money, whether it is by inheritance or somebody wins a lottery and they really don't have any values around it, check with them 10 years after. They're, 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 they're broke <laughs> most of the times. They're depressed. They're sad. Because one of the realities that people don't realize is money will not make you happy. Right? So be careful what you think of that money will do for you. Money will really only bring out what is already inside of you. So if, if inside here the values and the principles that you acquired by is bad and is based on negativity and is based on tearing down others. My thing is that there's always somebody else who's willing to come and tear you down, <laughs> right? So ensure, as you answer this question, commit to what you are willing to do in exchange for the money you desire. There is no such reality as something for nothing. What are you willing to do? And it comes back to the question of what is your purpose? What is your passion? What are you gonna give in exchange? Right now, from an early age, there are just two things that, when I look back at my career, that I just love. And that's teaching and dealing with finances. I love teaching. I love sharing, right? So I know that anything that I'm going to do is surrounding teaching and finances because it's just what I love, right? But I also set the requirements that whatever I'm going about, that I must do it with integrity that I must do it from a place of love, that listen, my time, I was in accounting, doing all sometimes 20, 18, 20 hours, and I broke down, my body broke down. I was in the hospital last year, and so I've decided going forward that my time is precious, so that whatever I'm doing, I must be smart about it with time management because I'm not going back in that realm anymore where I have to be working 18, 20 hours. And some of us, if you're, if, you're, if you're in that realm, just say, ouch, where you know you're doing some crazy hours. I've come to realize that it's also part of our upbringing, right? That we, we have to work hard, but it's not hard, it's smart. So that's another thing I've determined for myself. I'm gonna be smart about how I spend my time and how I show up and contribute in this world, all right? So what are you willing to do in exchange for the money you desire, all right? The next thing is, the third one, what is the exact date? You know, you need to have a definite date 
that you intend to possess the money you desire. Now, I've broken down, right, how much it is that I want, and I've put dates, specific dates, to the amount. So, okay, I want to make a million, but okay, let's break that down. In the next three months, out of that, I want to be able to make, hmm, it could be 50, could be 100, it could be, like, you have to then know, but hey, three months and I put a definite date. Now, when I started this, it was my birthday last year, right? And so it was October 2nd. So for me, my mantra that I have recorded says by October 2nd, 2021, I will have in my possession, right? So, and then I put the amount. And not only that, I do something else to say by October 2nd, 2021, I am happy and grateful that I will have in my possession because you need to, when you're repeating it each day, you need to come from a place of happiness, of joy, of gratitude. You can't wait until you get the money to be grateful and happy. Come on now, another mistake that people make is to think that it's when I get the money that I'm going to be happy. It's when I get the money that I'm going to be grateful. No. Have that sense of gratitude right here. Like, see that money See, okay, I think I'm going ahead of myself because it's in the book. <laughs> so let me pause. All right, so let's do it. Remember, as you spend this time, it makes sense to do the work. So let's do the first step. How much is it that you want? So that's step number one, a definite amount. So is it 10,000? Is it 100,000? Is it a million? Is it 10 million? Is it a billion? Like, whatever it is, it's up to your imagination as to how much is it that you desire. Then, number two is commit to what you are willing to do. So hopefully you went inside and even if it's at a broad level right now, because for me, it's kind of broad. I know my purpose. I know my passion. I love teaching. I love sharing and I love finances, right? I love helping individuals with their finances. So I know on a broad level that, okay, those are the things that I'm willing to do. And I also know that I'm not, I also have values around that. So no, I'm not willing to step on anybody. No, I'm not willing to compromise my integrity. There's certain things that if somebody should present me with the, the million dollars right now and they say do this in exchange for it i'm like nah it's all right <laughs> take it i'm good <laughs> i'm not going there okay so there's certain things that you can't you can't be willing to sell your soul for money it's just not worth it okay so you have to actually set standards for yourself to say hey if somebody come at me with this money because you know what life is that way is that somebody it might actually show up but if it shows up and it's a way that your values are going to be compromised then you would have set those principles from now you can know to walk away from it all right then set the definite date what date do you want to acquire this amount by and you can break it down for me like i said 10 years from now um this is the amount that i want in the next year 
this is the amount that I want and then I break it down right every month I set myself a new goal um, that is a part of that bigger picture so what date think about it write it down then fourth create a definite plan of action and begin it at once a goal without a plan is simply a wish without burning desire do not procrastinate so thinking about it a plan right now i've sat down and when i started in october last year i put a plan in place to say okay here in Kenneth, I'm in the financial services industry. I'm kind of changing career from being an accountant, working with the government, and I want to be an independent business owner. So I did the research. What does that include? I have to get licensed. Okay, uh, how do I get licensed? I have to start doing research. It, but it's about putting that plan together, right? Um, but it, I just don't want to do that. I also want to write a, write, write books, right? So I want to share my story. And I mean, my son and I, it was a hectic 2020 separation, relocation, death in the family, all kind of things. But it was having an impact on my son. And I'm like, how can I use that to, to, to write a story, to write affirmations? And so we wrote our, uh, the first book and we did it together because it's about turning pain into purpose at the end of the day. When you're going through a painful situation, how can that be become your purpose in helping others? Because we think a lot of times that the things that we're going through, we're the only one, but no way. We're not the only one going through it. And it took about a month for my son and I to just, you know, put the words together. You know, how is it that you take sadness? When you have a sad feeling, how do you take it and put positive affirmations to it to say that I am great, I am wonderful, I am awesome, and just be positive about the, the, the difficulties of life? Or kids go through it, you know? Especially with COVID. I mean, imagine going through, okay, for him it was his family split and relocation, moving and stuff, but add COVID to that hey let's not okay i'm kind of going off but i'm also saying <laughs> that you have to put a plan you have to start researching things what do you really want to do and put a plan in place to get you there so what's your burning desire how much is it that you want what date do you want it by what are you willing to give in exchange for it and then put some plans the fifth one is Write a personal mission statement, a mantra, a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you want to acquire, the time limit you are giving yourself to acquire it, what you intend to give in exchange for the money, and describe clearly the plan or action steps you will take to accumulate it. Now, again, as I've indicated, I've applied this from also a spiritual level. So I do have my mantra. It's not in this book. Tomorrow, I'm going to share it with you, right? As to how it is that I put this down in such a way that every single morning when I get up, it's the first thing. And I have it audio. So I tape my own voice on my phone and I break down my mantra into four steps. 
So while this speaks of money, the first thing for me is, is my connection, right? So I start out mine with, I am happy and grateful to live with Jesus throughout eternity. I am happy and grateful for love, joy, peace, and gratitude. I am happy and grateful to serve others. And it continues. Then I go to the money part. Then I go to time with my son. Then I go to myself, my, my physical body and the shape that I want to be in. So I break mine up based on those four areas of my life so that it's not just about the financial part, but the spiritual part is important. The physical part is important and the relational part is important. But it's the same formula that I use, but I'll share that with you tomorrow. All right, but you need to have a statement that you repeat to yourself in the morning and in the evening that consists of what we would have just discussed. The next thing, number six, is read your mantra twice daily, once just before bedtime and once every morning. Now, I read a book last year, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, another amazing book. <laughs> And, oh, that helped to transform my life as to why this is so important. When you read it in the morning and in the evening, now it's the same thing that you're doing over and over. I put it up a big notch. Not only do I read it, I listen to it. Is that it starts sinking in. Because consciously we might say that we want money. We might say that, okay, we want to be in high vibration, you know. But for some of us who would have even been through things like depression, going through things like depression, guess what? You have those negative thoughts that have been harboring in your subconscious for years from childhood limiting beliefs that you would have caught from parents or church or society. You have those things that are like, you know, your that, that's like your foundation, <laughs> right? And now you're trying to build on a bad foundation. Like that's what I've, I've tried to do over the years. It's like I had these negative things that I didn't deal with. And then I was reaching a place as I was going through my career to build on that. And I didn't deal with it. So the first thing is you have to then go and reprogram that subconscious mind. And that's why the repetition in the morning and in the evening is so important because what I found that it did for me is that consciously I was like, yay, you know, I'm gonna get my million, the first million, my X, Y, Z. But subconsciously, it was like, it was like a ghost creeping up at me sometimes. Like, you're not good enough. You, you can't do that. You know, who are you? Like, the negative things are like creeping up on me, <laughs> right? I don't know if you, if, if at all you, you can connect with it. So like in your mind, yes, you want to get this, but so often you have these negative thoughts that just creep up on you, right? And if you're not careful, they're like, <gasps> They're like struggling and fighting off the positive thoughts that you want to create in your life. That is why twice daily, if you can do it even three times, it's awesome. You have to remind yourself 
of your goals. You have to remind yourself of your vision. You have to remind yourself of your purpose. You have to remind yourself of what you're passionate about. You have to remind yourself of your why. Why am I doing this? Right? And you have to work at it over and over again. And for some, it will click probably in the first 20 days, 21 days. But for some, we need a year and we need to be gentle with ourselves. We need time. And it's not something that, okay, I'm going to try it. Stop trying. You know what? Whenever we say that word try, let's just cut that out of our vocabulary. I will. I will. I will. Right? Let's stop trying because then that's another thing that is coming up that, hey, yeah, ain't going to work out. I'm possibly going to fail, so... A trial and error. It's probably going to be error, but okay. <laughs> right? What's the kind of word and language that we're using that is impacting us achieving our goal? No, if you can do one thing, so I go up to the hour, up to eight, because that's my reading time, is um, do this. If you, if you don't do anything else today, even if it's just a start, it can change. It can change so right now though start somewhere write down how much it is that you want hi son morning <laughs> how much is it that you want what you're willing to give in exchange for it write down the exact date that you want it then have a personal mission statement or mantra after you would have created a plan and repeat it twice daily now, as I continue with this book, there's something important that the author brought out as to um, what does this burning desire look for in, uh, look like in a man versus a woman? And it says that here are 19 things that mean success according to Huffington Post. I'm on page five, readers. So just to give a little prelude to this, is the highlight the the highlighted highlighted of highlighted <laughs> what does success really mean the reason more women ask is because the answer is likely more complex for them than it is for men gender intelligence expert barbara anis believes the definition of sex of success for men is simple it's winning Yeah, <laughs> right? However, success might come in the form of more money or a better job for a better parking space or a hotter wife. All right, so that's that's what they're saying that success might look one for, for men. But success is about but success is about besting the competition in any number of contests, period. Right? So winning for men. Women, of course want to win too but anis argues they also want to be valued can you relate right that is not just about winning it's about giving value and being valued as a woman she relates that in her experience as a consultant to a range of fortune 500 companies the number one reason women leave their jobs is that they feel their work is undervalued and their strengths are overlooked. 
<sighs> Can I tell you? <laughs> right. So, what does success look like for women? Here are 19 things that they put in the book. Doing something impactful and loving every minute of it. Number two, finding the good in life's imperfections. Amazing. Three, realizing that your contribution to the world is valued, if not by others, by you. Let me pause there as queens, as women. Guess what? We, we have to stop waiting around for everybody else to see value in us. We have to see value in ourselves. We have to start at home, right? You have to value yourself because how this world is, it often undervalues us. If you look at TV, which I've reduced my watch time and see the ads and stuff like that, a lot of it is created around undervaluing women. You see, you see my, okay, not on this one. Is, is related to undervaluing women, right? So let's start by valuing ourselves. If others don't see the value, we have to see the value in ourselves, right? And you know what I realized the amazing thing is when you claim your own value, listen, you don't tolerate those who don't value you. You, you can choose your circle. When you value yourself, you stop holding on to individuals who undervalue you because now you have barriers and boundaries. Come on now. Now you have barriers and boundaries because you realize your worth, you realize your value. So you don't tolerate those who step on you. You don't tolerate those who want to tell you that you're nothing and that you're not enough. It's a process, believe me. I can testify. <laughs> Number four, making a difference by teaching others to achieve success. Living and loving fully without shame and without apology. That is what success looks like for some women. Promoting a just cause, such as the fight against, against ethnic profiling. Number seven, going to the beach every day. The simple things in life, yes. Number eight, making your family happy. Nine, playing an active role in achieving gender equality. Next, having the ability to control your own schedule. Can I get a dance for that? <laughs> it's one of the blessings after having 15, spending 15 years in the corporate world. Uh, when I decided last year that, nope, for my health, for my family, after going through separation and all of that, I've decided, you know what? I want back my time. My son is eight. And no, for most of the times before that, of course, you're being a mother, but hey, you're spending so many time in the workplace that you miss the years. And I've decided I want back my time. It's precious and that is success for me now. Before it was all I needed to be, you know, <laughs> the accolades at work and all of those things. But I've come to realize that true success should not be determined on society. 
should be determined on what we value as women. And I value time with my family. So being able to create my own schedule, <laughs> that's success for me. Oh, a big part of it. Now, being healthy <laughs> and having a job that helps other women to do the same, having the strength to try, try, and try again, even when you fall flat on your face. <laughs> yes, so I have to pause at this one because when I initially um, decided, okay, I'm not going back into corporate, I started trying different things. So I was um, with... Uh, with a, a company for um, supplements and stuff like that. You know, I was just trying. That didn't work out, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna continue trying. And guess what? No matter how it fails, I am gonna continue going at it until there's success, all right? So you have to be willing to continue trying, continue, I don't like to use the word try, and keep at it keep at it <laughs> all right now being proud of yourself listen sometimes we have to pause and give ourselves a pat on the back great job sunshine you, you did well oh as queens we have to learn to be proud of ourselves and stop waiting around for everybody else to be proud of us you know, get yourself a, a champagne or a tea or whatever you drink. Cheers to me. You know, for, for, for doing a good job, for having integrity, for saying that I'm going to get up at 5 or 4 or 7 o'clock each morning and I'm going to join this book club-ish thingamajigger. <laughs> right? And I'm going to put action. I'm going to act. Be proud of yourself. And don't wait until you accomplish the big things. Start being proud of the small things that you do. That you commit to doing and you do it. We don't take enough time to celebrate ourselves and to celebrate our successes and to celebrate the things that we do. Celebrate. Okay, you said that you're going to get a four o'clock. Well, for me, it was four. So I have a four o'clock. I try a four o'clock routine now because I want to go to my bed early. And I just think that works for me. It, it may not be for you. You know, I'm not telling you to try that because the biggest thing that I want you to get away from this is you know what's best for you. I, you know what's best for you. And, you know, do different things until you find out what, what works. But before coming on this morning, I got my exercise in. Come on now, I'm proud of you, sunshine. <laughs> yes! What are you proud of yourself for? Come on, I wanna celebrate with you. What are you proud of yourself for? Oh, are you proud of me too, son? Okay, oh, come, my son is saying I'm proud of you too. Come on, give me, give me some hug, give me some hug, give me some hug. <laughs> my son is watching, he's proud of me, you see? You decide to be proud of yourself, somebody decide to be proud of you too. <laughs> so, I want to celebrate with you. What are you proud of yourself for? If you want, type it. Type it down. Thank you, boss. Type it. Morning. And, you know, let's celebrate each other as queens. Come on. Guess what? So, yeah, being proud of yourself. 
doing your best and being grateful for everything good in your life. Finding a healthy balance between a loving home and a career you enjoy. Having people in your life who can always make you smile. Loving what you get to do for a living. Knowing that your daughter or son will be able to stand up for what's right and is not afraid to be him or herself around others. Learning to be in the moment instead of constantly going, going, and going. This last one, queens, this last one, that I had to hit rock bottom to learn this. I'm gonna be straight with you. I had to hit rock bottom in a hospital bed to learn this. It was a hard lesson to learn that I can't keep going, going and going. I need to pause and be here in the now. It was a hard lesson. But I pray that you don't have to hit drop button to learn it. That you will take the time to write down your goals. You will take the time to ensure that your goals are holistic and that you will really find that balance between work and your career and your home and family, right? So that the lesson is not gonna be that hard for you. That, that's my desire to help you to kind of skip some of the steps that I had to go through. But guess what? If you hit rock bottom, if, if you're at that place where right now you're going, going and going, one of the things I wish that happened for me is that I wish I had taken the time while I was um, in corporate to start my side hustle right i had to hit rock bottom and just decided no 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 or to become an entrepreneur or to to really start my work to quit a job and start my work and what's the difference a job you go and you do hey you could be employed and still find your work but your work is something that you have purpose you have passion you wake up and you know that no one know that this is what you do this for me is what I love. I love serving women. I love being there. I love contributing. I love teaching. It's what I love. <laughs> so when I get up to do it, hey, it's like, yeah, second nature, right? But, all right, so I only have a few minutes left. And as you comment and stuff, by the end of the week, I'm going to have a draw because I want to buy this book to give it to one of the queens. And thank you so very much for being here with me. So I'm going to skip on over to chapter two. Chapter one speaks of branding desire. Another thing that I'm gonna do is every week, I'll have a newsletter that I summarize the book, not like in a two-pager that I summarize the book and like the PowerPoint actions that come out of it. And as we have discussions, if you have some powerful points to share, I would want to include those in the newsletter too, because it's not about me, it's about us. It's about us as women and how it is that we are learning, growing and sharing. So look out for that. If I see any comment that I can put in the newsletter, I will go ahead and add it. So number chapter one speaking of burning desire what's your burning desire go ahead and go through those six steps 
in order to write down your goals and start making the plans that you need to achieve them. Chapter two speaks of faith. Faith, visualization of and believe in attainment of desire. That's page 28. It says, what is the first thought the word faith triggers in your mind? Napoleon Hill challenged the notion that faith is only about religious belief. Faith or lack thereof truly defines your destiny. It creates the roadmap that your subconscious follows. Negativity and lack of faith beget more negativity. On the other hand, optimism, positivity, and faith create the foundation which success can be built. This is so true. Since coming back on social media, I've found this out in the realm of social media to be even more so. Because at one point I was like scared of social media and I'd gone off, then I came back on. And then one of the greatest things that I discovered is that when I was in a negative mode, the posts that I would see <laughs> were negative posts. Where somehow Facebook and its algorithm and all those things that they do in the background, it surrounds you with the things that that is in you. Come on now. So if negativity is in you and you start seeing negativity around you, then check yourself. When I started being positive, there are two things that I did. Whenever I saw something negative come across my screen, I would go ahead and block that person and remove them from me because I decided that no matter what realm I'm in, whether it's in the physical, right, in the online space, that I want to surround myself with positive things. Even in my physical realm, in terms of my friends and stuff like that, I literally started cutting at like I wish them love, but I had to decide, especially for me to heal on the journey that I was on, coming out of depression, coming out of dealing with so many things, I did not need that negativity around me. So I had to make a choice both on social media and in my surroundings to get rid of certain things and certain people who are just constantly negative. You, you know some of those friends that you have, right? Who, no matter how much positive can be going on, they're going to find the negative in the circumstances and bring it to light. Say, ouch, if you know. It's okay to set boundaries and be able to, to take yourself away. And especially on social media, it's easy. Uh, find a person, unfriend them. Or if it is that they're just really, really bad, block them so they don't even get to come back in your, in your friendship feed. Do that. It will make a ton of a world of a difference in what you see from people's feed. And that impacts you, what we surround ourselves with impact us. So I love, love, love what this says. It says the feeling and knowledge of faith carry tremendous power wherever applied. Faith is fuel that drives us when our muscles are weak and our minds are tired, but our spirits are still on fire. 
faith is the nourishment that will sustain us when the world seems to bear no fruit. Uh, 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 powerful faith. Oh, I love that. Faith is the nourishment that will sustain us when the world seems to bear no fruit. Isn't that perfect for the time that we're living in now? If you're in a country like I am here in Canada, in Ontario, where we lock down so often and COVID, it's, it, it just seems, it seems right now that the world is bearing no fruit. But guess what? If we have faith, it can sustain us because it's something that is not found out there in the world. It is found within us. And, and coupled with burning desire, imagine what that can do. Hmm. Faith can be inspired, but ultimately is found within each individual and therefore cannot be taken away. And I have to give a word for this one. <laughs> yes, I get excited. That's just me. <laughs> but it's within us. No one can take it away, right? And that's the awesome thing about faith. So faith is ours to discover, to lift us up, and to share with others so that they too may find faith in themselves. And I'm going to end it there today because it's 8 o'clock as I go on to my next activity. But I send you love joy, peace, and gratitude. And I'll be back here again tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern, continuing with the Think and Grow Rich book. And at the end of the week, I am going to buy this book for someone. Anybody who would have commented, I will be buying this book, um, doing a draw to give it away. And um, I'll have a newsletter too to summarize the book and the powerful points in it and how you can apply. Have a wonderful, marvelous, fantastic day. And remember, discover what that purpose is, what that burning desire is, and have faith that comes from within that no one, no, no, no one can take away. Sending you love. Have a great day now. Thank you.